Because yeah. if you do the work, you notice, okay, these are the things I can change or I'm comfortable with or I can do now or don't want to do because I don't have finance or not the opportunity or the circumstances. So I think that's related to each other. Like with Instagram, you only take and now you have to give a little, but it's a very personal process within a community where everyone lets you do the process on your own way and yeah. supports you. This is A Smaller Life, a podcast about making more conscious and more ethical choices within our crafts. Hosted by me, Saskia de Feiter. I'm a small business owner who wants to grow by going smaller. Together with local makers, I make tools, yarns and accessories for knitters that want to buy less, buy better, make more and make it last. Keeping away the overwhelm and all the ridiculousness of overconsuming within our crafts. In the podcast, I endeavor to answer the question we ask ourselves before we start a project. What do we buy? Where do we buy? Who do we buy from? Or don't we buy at all? But use what we already have. Because when you think about what you do, you take more time and end up with less of everything. As a result, you'll get a smaller life. Well, hello, everybody. It's nice that you are back to listen to another episode of A Smaller Life. And if you're new, welcome. This time I'm talking to three of the members of the Conscious Knitting Club, Micah, Floor, and Tama, who will explain to you and talk to you about their experience the last nine to ten months of the Conscious Knitting Club, our premium membership in the Yavol community online. It is becoming what I hoped it would be, and it's something we built together. And that is the power of community, and which I want to tell you a little bit about before we continue with the interview. I used to have a yarn shop in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and I closed it down because of COVID. That's when I started the online community. I had an opportunity and at the core of everything I do is bringing people together So I thought I'd just open it up for free for like a certain amount of time to see if they could like connect and, and have some fun together online because life just moved online. So coming from both of those angles, from the idea of wanting to talk about the more conscious way of knitting to a broader audience than just the locals and to bring people together in the time when people couldn't go out. It just all made sense. And so I decided to make it free for a certain amount of time. So I think a lot of people think about an online community as if it were some kind of Facebook group. It is definitely not. But you can use it as one. If people react to a post... A reaction is a way of connecting, but it is not a way of communicating. You communicate in a deeper level when you see each other, when you speak to each other, when you can react and then react back and have a real conversation. The community does bring that amount of connection from a feed where you can share your stories, your knitting, your experiences, and people can react to that. But the actual communication and growth comes from really talking to each other. So in the community, there's always different ways that we meet up, um, whether that be on a Zoom call or recently we have started something really fun where we use an app and We talk to each other for seven minutes and then the app randomly switches us around. So it's like, it's called Tiny Talk and it's like speed dating <laughs> just to get to know everyone a little bit better. I have a firm belief that being online can really, really bring people together. Obviously, it's really nice if people can hug each other and see each other right in front of them and all of that. But it's not necessary to get real connection. And I speak from personal experience. 
I went through a course last year and in that course we had our own little pod. So there were five people that were from Europe and the course was based in America and because of time difference we were we were brought together so we had one girl in Denmark two in Switzerland one in Germany and me here in the Netherlands and to this date we still meet every week we talk to each other about our work about the things we've learned what we're doing with them we hold each other accountable and we've become the best of friends i know that this works and i know what kind of transformation true communication and connection in a community can bring it is very hard though to sell this as a product because it doesn't feel like a product and i know that you have to do the work and to be invested and to make these deeper connections with people that means to actually know what it is you're buying into so there's a level of trust there i as a host will give uh, certain challenges i will host certain events there will be little assignments they will be just enough to help you make a change and to learn but they will never overwhelm you Another thing that I did was I asked people to find the next member in the member list and ask that person a question and then share the question with the other people. So that's kind of my job and also collecting information, doing research and basically be a curator of this process that I'm going through with the people in the membership. Talking about this process that means doing a deep dive into conscious knitting. So what does that mean? It sounds so vague. Step 1 is we figure out what we love about knitting. We will think about and talk about and philosophize about what we want our knitting world to be like. What does it look like? How do you sit down and knit? What do you need? What do you need from the community from your knitting friends from product step 2 is getting the information you need to be able to make your conscious decisions so i will offer information about certain fibers how they are harvested where to buy it how you can treat your wool what kind of fibers to use for certain products so they will last longer all of those kinds of things are in the middle section where we focus on information and then we have a look at what we already have. And some of us have quite extensive stashes and others might just have a few balls of yarn and some needles. But we look at our tools, our materials and our patterns and we really get to work in looking what connects us most to what we love about our craft. And then we make choices so we might donate, we might gift, we might sell. It depends. It, it's different for everybody. This is not a set of rules. This is a way to figure out what you want and have a group of people to figure it out with you and actually do it because they're doing it too. And you want to share and you want to have these conversations and stories with people. Then for the last step, when you have figured out what your wishes are, your goals, your dreams, when you've learned about the choices you can make to become a better, more conscious knitter, and then working through the decluttering of everything that you already have, the end is making a plan. What are you going to make in the coming year, in the five years to come? Do you have a plan? Do you want to knit your whole wardrobe? Do you want to have a knitted bikini? Or are you focused on knitting socks for your whole family? And what does that look like? What do you need to do that? So this is a really fast and step-by-step -step process to get back to the core of your love for your craft. The general community 
does the same thing, but on a much lighter basis. So it's like a tasting. The general community gives you a tasting of what the Conscious Knitting Club really is. And now, let's hand over the mic to these sweet women who gave their time to me to talk about the Conscious Knitting Club. I'm so excited to share this with you because they basically gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to our little gathering of myself and a few members of the Conscious Knitting Club. Our Conscious Knitting Club has been on and active for almost a year now. And these three women that are here with me have been a member of the club for all that time. And we call them uh, our founding members because they were brave enough to step into the unknown. <laughs> I wanted to start a club with knitters that wanted to go beyond just reading on a website about a yarn and then figuring out where does the yarn come from, how were the animals treated, all of that. I thought there was a need for, for people to get together and go deeper into that matter. And not necessarily when it comes to techniques, but also when it comes to the way we buy, who do we support, who needs our support, but also a little bit about fibers and about how to treat your yarns and all of the things around knitting. That's why I started a Conscious Knitting Club. And we had to take it from zero to what it is now. And we did that together. I had a basic plan, but actually these three women and some more together, we have figured out what works when we come together as a group and what people need and what they want to learn. For instance, uh, when I was writing long pieces of text, Micah said uh, it would be really nice if we could listen to the text. And then I took some time and I, I recorded the text. So we took this time to make it into what it is now. So that's a, a short explanation of what the Conscious Knitting Club is. I would like to hand over the mic to you guys. And if you could just like shortly introduce yourself, maybe say your first name and then explain in a few words what kind of knitter you think you are. Tama, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. I'm Tama. I'm 37. I'm not a beginner anymore, but sometimes in my head I'm a beginner. <laughs> so an adventurous intermediate, I think. <laughs> that, that's good. how we described it the last time. I think. I think that's how I, I've gotten to know you too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm willing to try everything. I think it's fun to try new things. So it's a relatively new hobby. I've not been so intensively into it, but since I've started joining the club, I've been spending much more time with it and enjoying it much more. Thanks. Um, Maike. Hello, I'm Maike, but mostly Breyelaar people know me as. I don't knit so long, actually, for about eight years, I think. I started knitting pregnant for my daughter because I just wanted to make something for her. So that's how it all started. And then I met a very inspiring mentor, Lorette Karman. Well, and then it just took, I really dove into it and knitted a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think now I'm Emma. What am I, Saskia? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for your level of knitting, but how do you see yourself? I like the adventurous, what Tama said. What kind of knitter are okay. you? Yes, I think adventurous. And yeah, I see it. there's a long lifetime study, which I started eight years ago and really dove into. And I learn new things every day, but I'm also designing and test knitting and advising. So it became a bigger part of my life. And um, yeah. Thank you. And Floor, how about you? So uh, my name is Floor. I'm 33 years old. I'd say I'm a functional knitter and a little bit of a therapeutic knitter. I, I just need knitting to function, actually. It's just my, uh, it's my downtime, my me time. It's just if my hands are moving, my head will stay in a nice um, slow pace. Yeah. Do you have a busy head? Well, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yes. So you need the you need the break. Yeah. 
All right. So who wants to tell me how did you end up in the Conscious Knitting Club? Don't say that I forced you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, you, you didn't. You, you didn't force us. For me, it's because I already came to your shop uh, practically once a week. And when I heard of it, I just loved the idea. And that's how I got into it. Yes, for me, uh, you are my local yarn shop. Although I live in Schol, which is up in the north in the Netherlands. And Rotterdam is much more down. It's, I think, two and a half hours by train. You were my favorite yarn shop. So um, I came often and visited often for that far away and i followed your work and your your online activities so when you started this new idea i was very excited to find out what it was because everything i'd seen till then from you was very interesting so and i've visited the shop only once i'm originally from rotterdam though so your tagline geen woorden maar draden made me very happy <laughs> <laughs> so i decided to follow you on social media <laughs> So I think last summer you did the three days of fun yeah. and I decided to join that. I remember because we're on a holiday. So we were in this tiny house and I was like one hour today, go into the bedroom. <laughs> I said, no one interrupt me. <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> I hosted the three days of fun as a way to have people interested in the Conscious Knitting Club and what we did together. We made our future knitting vision boards. So yeah. we worked on our vision for the future and actually took some time, some focused time together to think about whether we even had goals or if we even knew what our knitting style was or did we even have like things that we could see as some sort of a red thread into our vision for knitting. And it was really fun. And from that, lots of people joined the Conscious Knitting Club. So I think we ended up with 30 people in the club, some of which were not active, some of which were active but not visible. And you guys definitely were active and visible. This is definitely something that is different than social media. Can somebody say a little bit about that? Why is it important in the Conscious Knitting Club not to just read what's happening but also participate? If you want to build or grow your business in textile crafts, why don't you join our online community for the small monthly contribution of only 10 euros, which is basically $10-ish. You get to hang out, learn from, and share your business and your personal craft journey with all the lovely people there. Support the podcast at the same time, and you get everything wrapped into one loving package. I would love to welcome you there. Go to patternshift.fm and click community. And while you're there, sign up for our emails so you'll never miss a thing. Yes, because, well, compared to, for instance, Instagram, that's more just looking. And here it is much more, I think, about sharing and learning. So if you just look, you'll get some information, but far less will happen than when you participate in things and do the assignments you propose and join the meetings it, it's really more like a learning curve for me at least did you have any goals you wrote down at the beginning of the conscious knitting club anything you wanted to grow towards or do I don't think so. Sorry. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Because I think I was already involved in many of the things, like choosing your yarn constantly, knowing where it comes from. But And you hand out tools to do that and to look different at your stash because, of course, not everything is sustainable. No, Which but is I, fine. Yeah, which is also fine. You know, you can also use it and using that And not throwing it away is also sustainable in a way or giving it away, whatever you do. No, I just jumped in, actually. Anyone else had goals? Well, I think I sort of had goals because, like you said, uh, Mike, I already had this on my mind that I had to work towards more sustainable lifestyle in terms of our planet. So I already had a project for myself not to buy any clothing and stuff like that. So I was already doing that a little bit. And keeping it like the goals I had in my bullet journal or not really goals, but themes that I thought were important. I uh, made a whole page 
like word field in my bullet journal. So I was already thinking about it, but the Conscious Knitting Club just made it much more structured. I try to use the different pieces of homework for uh, not only knitting. I try to use them for other things as well, because I was already on the path of thinking bigger. So I, I actually made a lot of changes last year, and I think this just helped a lot. It's amazing yeah. to hear that you've also used this in other parts of your life, because that is my dream. That is what exactly what I hope for, to do this with people in their hobby, in what they love doing, and so that it can trickle on into their lifestyle. Sometimes it's the other way around. Some people are very conscious, and then sometimes they forget, oh, wait, in knitting, I can make conscious decisions as well. So people come from both angles, but I love it if it's like starting to be a way of life. Tama, did you have any goals or ideas when you stepped into the club, things you wanted to learn? Well, my main goal was to be more conscious. It's a bit general, maybe, but no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> more conscious about my craft and about what it entails and about the yarn and the patterns and the stuff I would accumulate with it. Because I know my stash was relatively small. So I did wanted to choose any new yarn I bought that I would know where it was from and that it would be sourced dear time. Yeah. That's okay. yeah. Sustainable. Sustainable, yeah. Okay. And it was very, I think one of the most interesting assignments, at least for me that stuck a lot, is we had this sheet about like with, I think, 20 or 30 reasons you could be sustainable or, yeah. or that it entails so many things than just say, especially in the Netherlands, you say, well, it's very duurzaam. Yeah. I know that for me, it's a bit of a, a do-doer yeah. to say, well, yeah, but you get greenwashed really quickly. Yeah. So making that list for me that I have three top things of which I really want to look at when buying new things or not buying new things, it helped me a lot, not only in my yarn, but also in what Floor said, also in other points of my life but other yeah. stuff I acquire or not it's actually a really good example of because I was going to ask you about what does it look like like a month in a conscious knitting club and what do you do but this is a really good example of something I started like I started this list with all conscious choices I could think of and then we shared it with the group and we asked the group what can you add and that is a difference between social media, obviously, but also a course where I am the teacher and I teach you things. The whole community, but also the Conscious Knitting Club is not like that. We work together and I'm more of a guide. Like I drop things and then hopefully people pick them up. And that's why it's so important to do things together and to connect with each other. Because although I do have a whole bunch of experience, I'm just one person and I remember we had that conversation. Was it you, Tama and Flor? I think we were together in a Zoom call where we added some more things to it that mm -hmm. I didn't even think yeah. about. So, and then we shared it with the group. And then, so as you can imagine, in a couple of years, this list will grow and we might take things off or we might tweak them a little. It's a joint effort. It's really a community effort, which is something I really, really love. Not because I have to do less. <laughs> which is not true, but because it gives a lot more value to the whole thing. I was getting back to why I joined and when I joined, I think it was the start of the whole COVID thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think that also made it even more interesting for me because sustainability and also the way we live and also how we treat our hobby, but the whole picture how we live and how we deal with what we buy, where we buy, etc., became even more important. We are still on that in the club, but in general, it's now all about vaccination, which is good. I've just been vaccinated. But I regret that that discussion kind of moved or is away. It's just getting back to normal life. And I think it's important that we get back to more normal life, more freedom, but in a different way. Yeah. So that made it also more interesting for me to join that, that it was this moment of time. I think for the coming years, it's very important to think about how we want to live and how we want to live on this earth, how we want to treat our animals well, which is, uh, of course, also a big topic in yarn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. how to keep this discussion current and not let it sink down with the reopening yeah. of, of the world. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. yeah, you can already feel that people have such a high drive to get back to what was called normal, which was actually unhealthy. But yeah, yeah, people are booking their flights and it's kind of hurting, but that's personal. Yeah, yeah. And I think we need people that are open about their conscious choices, obviously to their friends, to their family, but it's like wearing a button. This is what I choose and this is what I want to do. At the same time, I also want to say, did you have the feeling that this whole club, this consciousness, it can be a little bit of like, uh, you have to live this in this way. Did you feel any of that? Because that would be bad. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no, that no. is also what I was thinking while I was yeah. speaking. I, I, I needed to add that it's not only for the fanatics. It's <laughs> yeah, not I only mean, for the fanatics. You have some fanatics here, but it's not only for the fanatics. No, definitely no. not. No, no we'll there's no judgment judge at all. You. No, no. no. No, yeah. and you also make very clear that you can change little things and you can change everything at once. And it's anyway up to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why it's important to do the work. Because yeah. if you do the work, you notice, okay, these are the things I can change or I'm comfortable with or I can do now or don't want to do because I don't have finance or not the opportunity or the circumstances. So I think that's related to each other. Like with Instagram, you only take and now you have to give a little, but then you gain thought it's a very personal process within a community where everyone lets you do the process on your own way and yeah. supports you. What I also find interesting is that you give different views on it. For instance, yeah. I now have one example in the interview with Saskia Maas from Office. In the whole sustainable community, natural dyeing, solar dyeing, that's the whole thing. And you two talked about not natural dyeing and the acid advantages dying. acid yeah. dyeing and advantages of that compared to the natural dyeing and i think that is really interesting that you also deconstruct you're not in the hype it doesn't feel like we are joining a kind of hype like oh let's all be sustainable wear a, a summer hat and a dress and like well, well that's a bit what i see on instagram you know this kind of very fashionable sustainable people but it really goes into the depth is, is natural dyeing sustainable, actually? And you did that with more subjects, I think, like deconstruct. With the dyeing, you also didn't give you, like a conclusion. This is better than natural dyeing, but you kind of give the different options to think about. And that's yeah. really nice, I think. Yeah, I really think it's important that consciousness is just being aware of and then making your own choices. And obviously, I hope people will make the quote unquote right choices. That's for them to decide. Also, Jules from Woolen Flower will be on the podcast and ah, she will good. be talking about the natural dyeing process. So we'll okay. get the whole picture, which is really cool. She's a wonderful person. Yeah, I love her. She's really sweet. Who wants to talk about what the Conscious Knitting Club is structured like? I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a change. It's going to change for the better. But how did we move through the topics? Yeah, so the past nine months. Nine months, yeah. Nine-ish months. So we have had a monthly topic and then weekly or almost weekly assignments. Some were bigger, some were smaller with a lot of variation also uh, in the assignments. Sometimes you had to work with someone for an assignment and sometimes you had to do something on your own. There was the option for a lot of journaling for yourself to gather your thoughts and try to develop where you are. And I think that was nice. I think due to the variation, I think it's something for everyone because of the monthly topics. If there's a topic that doesn't really spark your fancy, you will know there's a new topic the next month. So I, I think that's nice. Yeah. As the founding members, you already know quite a bit. We only like touched like the first layer. So we obviously got the obvious things out of the way. And I try to go deeper and, and give some something extra. But I think when you stay a member of this club, which sounds like a sales pitch, but as the longer you're it in is. it, the deeper <laughs> it is. It totally is. <laughs> yeah. But can you please tell the people that I'm not paying you to be in this interview? <laughs> No, she's not paying us. <laughs> so yeah, one of the topics that people are anxiously waiting for is mending. But I structured it in a way that, that starts at the beginning and then it, it's a logical flow. 
And what happens now is we have moved to a new structure where it looks like a course. So new members of the Conscious Knitting Club will actually get a lot of that information. But as Tama has said, the actual value is in doing the work and connecting with the other people. So you'll have a library of information, but things will add to that library as we go. And we might go back to certain topics because that's important to go back to like that list. That will also mean that when you didn't have time to do all the exercises, when you come back to a new topic, you have some time to go extra deep or you can be part of the research team and add some information that we didn't have before. So there's definitely something for every level and for all knitters, you, you can be a beginner knitter or not. Like I'm, I'm saying all of this, but um, don't take my word for it. Take their oh, word. Oh, it's true. And what I, I think would... it's all makers. All yeah. makers, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah what, I, what I was also thinking um, beforehand stating that if you're just watching, I think it doesn't work so well. You have to be active. But for me personally, I think the two of you are really active, but I have periods that I can be more active and less active because of personal life. You can also go in different levels. You can, for instance, for a while, I mainly listened to things and made the main assignments, but not did all the journaling. And then the next month you can dive deeper into it. Also, depending on the subject, I don't know if you are happy with that, Saskia, but yeah, you know, if you don't have so much time, you can still follow it on a kind of basic level. And yeah. uh, if you have more time, you can go deeper into it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what what almost half of the group has been doing, because I can see they're there, but they're not always connecting to the other people. And I'm in the after we've made the changes, I'm definitely going to have more exercises that like, like put a little bit of cheese in front of their hole, <laughs> in front of their mouse house. <laughs> no, it sounds weird. Anyway, I'm going to lure them out. <laughs> the mouse house sounds like the really beautiful drawings of shoes that have yeah, little doors. Little and strawberries and, and yeah, all that. Exactly. Yeah, that's really cute. Yeah. And of course, the mouse house book. No, because you will get and understand the value when you do the work. I got goosebumps when Tama was <laughs> explaining that because that's exactly what it is. I've done the same in other groups. I ended up with really good friends, really deep insights just from doing the work. And it's not a lot of work. It is, well, do you think it's a lot of work? No, it's not. And like Micah said, sometimes you just don't have the time and that's fine. There's no yeah. one who's going to tell you you need to do your assignment. No. But it's so nice when you like have an evening and think, okay, I'm going to spend, even if it's just half an hour on just looking what the community has to offer and picking a topic that you want to work on then and, and commenting on other people's posts and seeing what they've made or posting mm -hmm. what you've made. I'm more of a lurker than an active member on other platforms, but this platform just, I don't know. It's really open and nice to be able to participate. It's just natural. Even, yeah. even I. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't see you as a lurker at all. No, exactly. I'm not a lurker here. <laughs> no. Because it's just nice. Yeah, it's just a very nice community where you don't have yeah. to lurk. Because, you know, okay, I'm very proud of this sweater. And everyone goes, yeah, you made a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, made, I chose this yarn. Oh, that's a good choice. For really nice yarn. <laughs> Maybe look at this yarn. Yeah. yeah. It's just very yeah. nice that people like that are surrounding you, you know. Yeah, and you can also choose to put notifications on or off and which notifications. Yes. So you can yep. also set it to your preference because first I had everything on and then I, it all came in my mailbox. So I was like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It can be a lot, yeah. <laughs> but then you adjust it and, and, you know, then it's all okay. And uh, what Tama said, it feels like a safe place. Instagram used to be that for me too, but then the whole discussions uh well there have been a few of them where you could get attacked for what you said after that it doesn't feel so safe but this one does and also yeah you know people have never been attacked or questions people are really nice to each other or just don't respond that's also fine you know but there's yeah. not not like a I see that often even on podcasts uh, the video podcasts under it people are really so critical and but i don't see that here so that, yeah. that's in all thing. honesty last week or the week before we had one person who came in 
to look for knitters for a project and yeah, there's the community though right for what in the, into the community in the, so not into, into the, the conscious knitting no club. no the conscious knitting club is very protected and protected <laughs> this was in the, the general community and I talked to her and, and we figured it out, but it was one of multiple reasons that I decided to also make the general community paid because I think like safety in the group is so necessary if you want to be able to share with other people. I think online or in a local yarn shop, it's the same thing. It's a vibe. It's a feeling. You see people, you hear their voices while they type or in a Zoom call or in an assignment. You really have to feel safe in order to make this a success. So um, that's really nice to hear, Micah, that you feel safe. It's definitely one of my priorities. <laughs> I was still thinking about what you said about how much work it is. Uh, how much time you can put in. And I think in the new course format, well, the 0% is already bugging me, but I don't know if it's bugging other people. But Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, what do you yeah. mean by 0%? Yeah, so in our you? accounts, it the says profile, 0% yeah. completed. <laughs> but yeah, I have like 100% completed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I have to explain this. But, but, but so, yeah. So I'm, I moved the Conscious Knitting Club into a core structure. And that core structure means that you can, uh, at the end of each lesson where you have uh, watched the videos and you have read the information, uh, downloaded a PDF, all of that, you can click done and then you move to the next one. And so these people have done a lot of work <laughs> and they don't get value for it. <laughs> but, but what I was going to say, which I, I think is important, if you have, for example, if you're uh, busy for a while, but then you have a week of vacation, in this concept, it will be way easier to just sort of pick up the pace a little bit and do a lot of things because um, sometimes I was just ready for the next topic and there was just no work to be done. This concept with the course format would be ideal to just pick up things um, along the way. Yeah. 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 And I think if we grow in the future and if I can dream a little, if I might even have an assistant at a certain moment, <laughs> then we can go even deeper and have maybe different levels or an extra assignment for those that really want to dive in. Yeah, this is a thing that is growing for and with the people that are in the club. And we will continue to do that. But one of the things we've learned is that there was still a little bit of lack of connection. So I will connect people to each other to have like little work groups where they can maybe meet up together and talk about the work and then report back, which makes it so that you have a little bit more accountability so that you can really have some more time with a small group. And I'm really looking forward to that because I have the experience that that is actually one of the most fun things about these kinds of gatherings. So I think one of the topics in the Conscious Knitting Club is about the ability to choose. Am I choosing this or that or both? Am I spending my time here or there or both? Has that changed for you? Do you feel like you're choosing more? Are you still everywhere online? And what are your wishes when it comes to that? Well, I, I'm only on Instagram. It's the only other platform. And I uh, started following less and less people. Uh, my Instagram is now on a little bit of a hiatus, trying to see if I can go without. So I think I did concentrate more on just one platform, actually, instead of multiple. So that's why then I choose this platform because there's more connection. Yeah, it's a weird question because I know how that sounds like, choose me, choose me. That's not what I mean. But the reason that I built this is actually for me, because I was overwhelmed by all of the different platforms. And I'm trying to build something that offers all of the things that I got from different platforms. So I'm dreaming of a future where, where I can also offer courses and workshops with other teachers but that's for the future I have to build this from the ground up so let's take our time with that but yeah some people are hesitant because what I hear a lot is they say 
Oh, it's another thing because we also have a specific app to download on your phone for this, which is really convenient. But some people say there's another app. And my vision is that this might be a reason to let other things go because you have one platform where you can have a lot, but maybe you don't feel that way. So I'm curious to see how after nine months this has changed for you and be honest. Yeah, for me, this is really something different from Instagram because Instagram, I follow more for visual inspiration. And also I have a lot of friends that I've also met in real life and are now, I know, through Instagram and who are not all yet on your platform. So, and also for the designing thing, I have a bit broader network there. But for instance, I used to scroll down and follow everything. I don't do that anymore. And with Facebook, I'm on, but that's former life in the theater. So I'm kind of, it still exists, but I don't do anything. The Yawol community is something different, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I agree because I'm not, I didn't lose any other socials. On Instagram, I'm just a tiny bit on Facebook for some courses I follow, but not active at all. But what I do notice is that I choose more consciously about where I spend my time with because I tend to lose myself in Instagram and then, you know, I'll check it. And then half an hour later, I think <laughs> I look at like got sucked in. Mm. I know that that's a feeling I really don't like. If I spend half an hour on Instagram, I know it's been too long. It's not building me, usually not building me, at least not if I'm there half an hour. Whereas if I go to the Conscious Knitting Club and I lose myself there half an hour, at least I've learned something. <laughs> So it makes more sense to go there sometimes. Okay, wait, let me check that and let me, you know, contribute there. And then you actually do something much more active and your mind gets more engaged, uh, which is such a difference than from Instagram where you just go, and you're going into some kind of zombie mode, which is somewhere satisfying, but somewhere not at all. So making it slower. And, And it has to be said that there's no advertisements. It seems silly, but when you're scrolling through Instagram, you just get bombarded with all kinds of things you really don't like. So you can follow the people you like or follow the accounts you like, but you'll still get things that you don't want to see. Yes. Yeah, and the algorithms are also really annoying. On Instagram, I know how to put them off. You just send them a nasty message and I put them off. But yeah, I, I, I don't watch the feed anymore. I look for specific friends and I look what they have been doing. And, you know, I also have too many contacts to do that. It takes too much time. Like, And that's nice about uh, this club that it's no advertisements, no algorithms. And also it's all dedicated people. So it's, yeah, that makes it safer, but also more concentrated on, in kind of content what it is Mm. about i would say it's more like a village compared to a metropole or something and that will change even more when the charging for the general community starts so it will Mm -hmm. become a small village at first but hopefully we'll grow it but not too not too large like i have done some studying when it comes to pricing with respect for the customer and one of the things they ask you is what does money mean to you why do you want money and like working through all of the awkwardness around money which i have a lot of but basically my wish was i would love to earn enough with this thing that does good to be able to keep it small. So I don't even want to grow this into like knitting Facebook or whatever. I would hate that. I want people to genuinely feel the connection to each other and make friends and learn from each other and be able to give and receive and learn how to give and receive because not everybody is really comfortable with doing that. And it's about that whole process, having enough money to sustain myself, the network and the community in a way that keeps it small and safe, but fun. That is the goal in the end. Uh, It's definitely not easy, but you guys are doing such a wonderful job. And it's so amazing to see that it actually works, that people are getting something from this and see the value of it. That is really amazing. I have a few small questions before we end our conversation. What is important is I can hear you say that you are not really crazy social media people as is. 
So you maybe you were already really conscious about being online. So you were able to add this to the things that you are doing. But what does that mean? How much time would you say you spent on a daily or weekly basis in the knitting club? I'll, I'll just see if I can look it up. But yeah. I think for me, Pull it's, it's quite a lot, actually. <laughs> for me, it differs a lot. For instance, like yesterday afternoon, I think I've been there. I was also talking to you, but like four hours. And, and then I'm just a bit following for a week or two. And uh, sometimes I just do for half an hour. So it's, it's, it differs a lot. Yeah, because some people drop by, but you really visit. You're like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> I go. <laughs> if I'm there, I bond and then I do something. Yeah, I'm not really a watcher. So if I'm there, I do something, but sometimes I'm just not there. Yeah, yeah. And Flora, you look like you. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm all online almost as much as you are. <laughs> as me. <laughs> I think that might well be the case. Yeah. Yes. But dear people, dear listeners, you must This know is not that realistic. This is not what people do. I mean, Flora is really invested in this. <laughs> Do you do it while operating? You're just oh uh... no! Please don't let me operate. No. Um, it's just one kind of needles that work for me. But um, I've no children. Besides being a doctor, my life is kind of chill. So, and I think this is important. And and I think it's fun. Also, a little bit. I want to make it a success. So those are the things that drive why I'm there a lot. I think that makes me a little bit more invested than most, but it's not a problem for me. I like it. It's it's an important thing now. Yeah. I think, Tama, you'd be the more of a general user. So what would so. it be for you? <laughs> it depends a bit per night. Usually it's, you know, when the kids go to bed, I spend a little time on it. So it depends a bit on if there's a lot of homework or not. If there's homework, I can spend an hour. If not, probably 15 minutes, half an hour or none. It's not that I need to be there every day. Mm. But yeah, if you just visit and say, oh, this is a fun post or I'm going to comment on this and this is fun, you know, you spend 15 minutes on it or an hour if you want to spend more time on your homework and see, yeah, be a little more dedicated. I think that's the range a little bit. Cool. And there are weeks where I kind of am busy with everything. So sometimes just my head is not in it. That's also yeah. sometimes yeah. the way it is. I mean, is. that's, and that's life, fine. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Then I come back next week and then, you know, you pick up where you left. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so I'm going to leave with this last question asking you. So if people are on the fence, if they're like, oh, that sounds really cool, but I'm not sure if I have time. I'm not sure if I want to spend the money. What would you say to get them to go over the fence? I think you have a free trial, right? Yeah, you do have yeah. a free trial and you, because, can, yeah. you can choose a monthly or a yearly. So you can also do just one month and get really deeper insights and then decide it's not for you absolutely yeah yeah i would just say try it out by a free trial or a month and see if it's something for you because i also think it only works if it's something for you and you are active in it yeah in whatever level but you know yeah i saved so much money you saved money yeah because i didn't i didn't buy any clothing i didn't buy any yarn <laughs> i i bought oh Yeah, I bought one. The yarn industry is going to boycott me. <laughs> <laughs> the yarn clubs that I might usually have fallen for, I didn't do that. Because you were really focused on working with your stash. That was one yeah. of yours. Yeah, and pieces. if I may give an example. So this, I'm making a baby blanket because all my friends are having babies. It's apparently a thing in COVID times. Apparently. <laughs> But I didn't want to buy uh, any superwash yarn anymore. So I asked around and people just said i have some i have some it's a little bit of green and a little bit of this and that and i just gathered this all and i'm making the blanket of all people's leftovers the people from the community from the community so i didn't i did not spend any money and everyone's happy actually i'm making this blanket in a very sustainable way yeah it's really That's nice really cool That's which really is not nice. to say that we force you to work from stash we just teach you the options what you can do and if you want to buy we talk about 
how to so buy I'm on consciously. The extreme, right? I'm, I'm... Yeah, you are extreme in every way, Floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you don't have to be like this. It just you can. And I know it, it's quite a lot of money every month, but it will help you in ways that is bigger than just this amount of money. I can say this because I do really believe in this concept, but also I'm aware that I'm a doctor and I've um yeah. Yes. But to go in on that, um, we do have scholarships. So if you feel like it is too much, but you are really invested and you really want to go through this process with us, you are very welcome to send me a message and we do have scholarships available. That's really nice. Yeah. Tama, do you have like... Do you have sales a, pitch? <laughs> yeah, do you have a sales, your sales, sales pitch? pitch? Come on. Sales pitch, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's an investment. There are not a lot of clubs I invest in. I know sometimes I try, I think, well, this will be the next big thing. So I buy a course or something. And then you drop out and think, well, was it for me? I think this thing was it for me. Like I know I invest money in it every month. So that makes me accountable. I'm an obliger. I am very much from the outer accountability. So for me, this helps tremendously. And it helps me not only with my knitting, but like I said, it's more than just because it trickles over the rest of your life. For me, it's a very good investment. And like Micah said, just try it out and visit and see how we are. You'll see we're fun. (laughs) (laughs) And the good thing is, if any of us smell, you can't smell it. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> do, do you guys feel like uh, if the world is reopening, how do you look at online getting together? Like, does this feel like there's a, we don't do Zoom calls like a lot, but um, try to keep them a little bit to a minimum, but we also want to see each other and want to talk to each other. So do you feel like when the world will open, will you move away from that kind of online thing or is it something that you've learned that has different ways and different forms and that could stay for you for me it's the threshold for zoom meeting for me is much lower than traveling somewhere to meet people right so you know sitting at home thinking okay wait it's now and just just join because that threshold is much lower i know that's something for me it's much easier to do so i would definitely be continuing that although I'd love to see more people in real life as well I think it's a very handy tool yeah I'm actually just hoping to combine to see more people in real life and be doing this as well yeah 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 I was just thinking before you asked this question that it would be nice to come together one day Mm -hmm. oh we will oh we will (laughs) I mean Like most of us are from the Netherlands. We do have an international group of people, but I will definitely, there's no way I will not organize something that's not going to, not going to not happen. (laughs) But for, for now, for me, I live in school, which is not the end of the world, but it is far away from everything in the Netherlands relatively far Mm. so online has become quite important already before covid because i used to work in the theater my husband is in the theater you know i i saw 250 performances a year but now i really think before i go and travel off to amsterdam utrecht rotterdam to see something and um I was also thinking that this year I participated in Shetland Wool Week in a workshop, which of course the circumstances are really sad that there's COVID and they can't do the festival. But otherwise I would have never been able to participate in a workshop by a Shetland woman. So yeah, it's also interesting to see what it can give us uh, Hmm. in the future. And like you say, uh, that Mary Mucklestone is there and that maybe she's going to give a workshop in the future. Who knows? Who knows? You know, that would be really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I mean, in a way, uh, the shop was really limited because there was a lot of people that came into the shop that weren't that interested in uh, these kinds of stories and information. And now we can gather people around that uh, do feel the same way. Like we have a doctor here, somebody that, that used to work in the theater. We have an engineer type person. There's so many different people in the community, but we all share common values and a way of knitting that goes a little bit deeper than just get a nice color and start knitting. 
So with that, uh, I wanted to ask you to tell me what you're wearing because I can spot you are all wearing hand knit items. And oh no, Mike is like, nope, nope. You had a shawl there at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah. That's there true. you go. So you can all tell us what you're wearing and we'll end with that. So I'm wearing the Rauma Valte sweater. And actually, Saskia's daughter picked these colors. And I'm. That's not why I asked, but yes, that's true. (laughs) And it's an amazing sweater. I'm wearing my first knitted sweater. All the the color work is at the bottom. It's the Navelli, I think, from Boiling Knitworks from Caitlyn Jenner. No, that's not Caitlyn Jenner. No. Boiling Knitworks. Different Caitlyn. Different Caitlyn. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Yes, exactly. And it's from Little Gray Sheepwool. Little oh, gray nice. sheep. Yes. So. I like the neckline a lot. Yes. yes, it's it's getting off shoulders. Yes. <laughs> feeling feeling so the 80s. 80. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. And Micah? Yeah, what I'm wearing is a really nice vest, but it's made by Depetiho, which is a really nice brand. It's really soft, but I didn't make it myself. But this is a show from Sustainable Wool, which is completely coincidence. Oh, what was it by? I, I, I might have bought it at you, Saskia. It, Can it, I see it from guide? a Rosy It might green. be the same as this. Is it? I think it's rosy green. Did you have that? No, no. It's pretty. It's pretty and it's <laughs> very pretty. It's yeah. sustainable. And it's a design by uh, what is her name, Melody Hoffman. Oh yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I'm wearing a design by Animals. Yes, I with cocon yarn. Ah, yeah. And that is also sustainable in many ways. But again, it doesn't really have to be. The important thing is that you know about things and you can choose accordingly. You girls, thank you so much for your time and your generosity and your active participation in the club. Thanks so much for explaining to people what it is like being honest And so that they don't have to take my word for it. Obviously, this is a promotion, but in a different way. Like, I hope it's more transparent than it would be if I would have like an advertisement or something. So thank you guys so much. And I'll see you in the club. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope this was a way to make a little bit more clear what our community is and what the Conscious Knitting Club within the community does. If you are interested, hop over to our website www.ja-wol.com and have a look at the TAP community and it will bring you right over to the community where you can read more about the different memberships that we offer. There is a free trial period if you are curious, but I would advise you to try it for about one or two months if you really want to have an idea of what the Conscious Knitting Club is like. If you are sure you want in, then maybe you should think about going for a year membership because then you get a month for free. We are going to be working on mending soon which is one of my favorite topics. And once you get into the community, there's already a lot of information there that you can immediately get to work and figure things out. So if you have any questions, just hop on over to the site. You can go to the show notes and click the little button on the right-hand side and leave me a voice message. Or you could just old-fashioned email me. It was lovely to hear from you and another big, big thank you to Floor, Micah and Tama for talking to me. I hope to see you in the Conscious Knitting Club. Bye. A Smaller Life is more than just a podcast. It's connected to Yavol, an indie yarn and tool shop from Rotterdam in the Netherlands, with an online community that's all about bringing back the consciousness in our crafting practice and businesses. The website is www.ja-wol.com. Find our conscious products, learn more about the community and sign up for our Conscious Knitting Club membership and our weekly newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram at Javo Rotterdam. 
If you're a regular listener, consider making a monthly contribution and becoming a sponsor through our Patreon page. If you're able to make a financial contribution, it will mean a lot. The show is free for you, but it's not free to produce. If you own a business that fits the narrative, I will happily make a mini commercial for you. If you are a maker, small business owner, or otherwise experienced in running a business with a conscience, or know someone that fits the description and want to tell my listeners about your experiences, get in touch with me via the website or send me a DM on Instagram. Knowing more and choosing with a conscience makes the world better. If you have any questions about an episode or want to leave a note to me and the other listeners, click the button in the latest show notes on the website and talk. One of the easiest things you can do to support the podcast is to leave an honest review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice so you'll never miss an episode. And share it in your social network or even just mentioning it over coffee with a friend. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. Thanks for listening. Bye.